Welcome to From Cork with Love Adventure, the only podcast from Cork, Ireland, in which you can hear what it's like to be Irish in Cork from the point of view of a totally unrepresentative man. This is Paul Amani welcoming you to the latest episode. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. I'm... Didn't want to be this late. It's, uh, it's useful to meet anyway because I have to. Uh, I have to reply to Steve on something today, so uh, it's useful for us to chat. Yes, well, you, I, I guess I should think about nothing else except ask you how did it go with him. No, no, you should think about anything other than how did it go with him. And we should get coffee. And we should wake okay. up first. But, okay. uh, <laughs> I get coffee. But I will I tell, tell you the funny thing about waking up. I have the, the eggs and the bacon and the coffee, please. I was woken this morning at five to six. My darling daughter. In fact, it is a step further back. I go back and I'll talk when I have the coffee about the Steve. The uh, I went out last night to a Toastmasters thing, and I got back and I went to bed at about. No, I came in the door earlier than usual and Grace was, came downstairs and she said, Dad, will you take me to uh, Hyde's tomorrow morning at 6? And I, anyway, I said yes. Not that I wanted to do it, but I said yes. I kind of knew what it was all about, but we didn't discuss what it was all about. Anyway, at 5 to 6 this morning I was called. I didn't get to, yeah, I went to bed about half 12. So I threw on a few clothes, no socks, and uh, drove her up to Hyde's, dropped her there, came back, tried to do the whole journey with my eyes shut so that I wouldn't wake up, got into bed. I heard them, herself and Adele, going out, and eventually I fell asleep. And then I woke up at half eight. So I've had a... You've had a bit of a day. Disturbed morning. Disturbed morning. So I didn't actually get going from home until a bit late. And then there's this bloody traffic out here. The traffic is insane. It's my major... It's costing me... It's giving me a lot of stress because it's costing me at least eight eight working uh, hours a week to do this which is a working day um, good point and it's and it's a short journey and I think to myself is there any way we could do it differently but there is no pavement I can't say to Emily walk from our house to school um, because there is no pavement if she had to go paved route she'd have to come down by the Kloster walk all the way along the pavement here all the way. and that's no, that's far too long. God, that's way too long. Um, especially in the tipping rain or what have you. Oh, so, no. um, and coming up over the hill, there is that section that isn't paved, and that is. You see people walking there, and the number of times I've almost run over somebody walking in dark clothes on that lane is just. Um, if you were to drive around the top, 
In other words, don't go down Churchill. No, we don't. I don't go down. Do you Churchill. not go down? No, 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 I can go down Barnabara. Yeah, and then the trick is turn left halfway no. down. No, go straight. Go straight on yeah. over the over the humpback bridge. Oh right. Although you do get the problem there. Yeah. Of yeah. heavy freight lorries. Oh, I know. And you also get the problem of people panicking. That bridge is wide enough for two standard-sized cars. It will even get a standard-sized car and a Range Rover. However, you just have to have confidence. Yes, in your left-hand side. In your left-hand side. Yeah. Um, and the number of people who, who panic is remarkable. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm not asking people to drive at 20 miles an hour over the bridge. What is the weight limit on that bridge? Are there those big lorries uh, within the weight limit? There is no weight limit. There's nothing. There's no indication of a weight limit. Um, and the lorries here, they cause chaos here because they're turning, they need a, a wider turning yeah. circle than allowed. So having a freight distribution centre up the road is bonkers. Anyway. Um, and of course there are no restrictions in terms of deliver before seven and be gone and all these things. So so it has become, and it's a sign of the economy. I've noticed it in town as well. Dropping the last couple of days, I've had to do quite a bit of taxi. It's a nightmare. So it, it's good. The city's busy. Excellent. The economy must be on the up. <laughs> From my selfish point of view, I hate it. Because <laughs> Just wait till all these houses yeah. up the road... Yeah. They have made me really think that, you know, houses are put in, no alteration made to the road network. I presume no alteration made to the local schools. Are they building a new school? As far as I know. Really? Yeah, as far as I know, that they have to build a new school here, um, which makes sense because the schools here will be at capacity, I would think. Um, so... Now, this isn't what I've heard. What are the foundations done? Oh, God. Well, I don't even are know where it's going. I don't know where it's going to be. You see there, you know, it's easy yeah. enough to have a plan. We're going to build a new school in Glanmire. Yeah. But we're also going to build new schools yeah. in 15 other places in the country, and the order of priority is. You don't get that. You don't. Oh, God. Public of Work in Cork. This is a shared uh, workspace. This is a place where you can rent yourself uh, for a single day uh, a desk. You can rent a desk for a week, a month. You can rent yourself an office. You, it's a very flexible place. And the Republic of Work was opened um, about uh, just two years ago, so they are at the moment about to celebrate their second birthday. Now, it's in the very centre of Cork City, directly opposite the Imperial Hotel, if any of you know uh, Cork City. So it's on a thing called the Mall. Is the financial centre, if you like, the place where their insurance and architects, although a lot of these uh, services have moved to other places around the city now. Some kind of radio in the background. This is, I'm in the part of this building 
which has Steve Jobs on the wall. And it has Nespresso coffee available free of charge. And today there are buns I see over there, two of them left, and I could go over and buy myself a not buy, to have a bun. There's also water with oranges in the water. And there's a library here of books, which reminds me I must return the book that I borrowed from here. This is a superb space, uh, for me especially, because I know the, the CEO and have been coming here occasionally without having to pay for it for a long time now. I haven't actually sat here for as long as I'm sitting today for months. And the Business Jazz podcast, which is the podcast which Roger Roger Overall and I started in about 2012 and are just about to launch season seven, uh, that was last uh, recorded here. So I have been doing two things, three things while I've been, three different pieces of work while I'm here, besides sort of showing my face again. In no order of importance, I went and I gave three uh, pair, three shoes, not three pairs, three shoes to be healed to a, I was going to say a heel monger, to a shoe monger, to a um, cobbler, which of course fits in nicely with monger, which is usually fishmonger and cobblers are little fish, but never mind. Anyway, the cobbler did the three high heel shoes belong to my wife and three of those cost me five euros each probably took him a minute and a half each to do but I wouldn't begrudge him the money secondly and that involved me having to walk I went and got a cup of coffee in Idaho Cafe and that is a place I like to visit and that coffee cost me 2.50, I think, for the coffee. But also I've written a first draft of a poem which may or may not be read at uh, my son's wedding in Puglia in June. He asked me to f- either find a piece of verse which would be suitable for the occasion or, and this was a smaller uh, emphasis on this or I uh, said if you like to write something yourself so I have been doing nothing about writing it which is indeed the best way to prepare to write to do nothing and not to think until I got to the point where I felt like I gotta do something I gotta do something and you gotta just start somewhere so that's I have a kind of page of <laughs> scribbles in my notebook and the other thing I've been doing is all about leadership styles and I have been if you like having a look at different models of leadership styles there's one that has says there are three types there's another that says there are four types there's another that says there's five six seven 
I haven't come across anyone that's eight, and then there's nine and ten, and I didn't bother looking at the twelve leadership styles. So I can tell you I've been looking at words like transformational, transactional, servant, autocratic, laissez-faire, democratic, bureaucratic, charismatic, situational. Um, where have I got? I got coach and visionary. Two other ones I found in in this. Pace setter is another term used. But anyway, I uh, need to draw from some of these, if you like, models of leadership style for a very short speech that I'm going to make this evening. And in order for it to be interesting, I really have to include something personal, or at, le at the very least a story which will help make the speech about leadership styles uh, more attractive. So now I must crack on. Got 7% left on my laptop, and when the 7% runs out, I think I'm going to leave here. So that's it. I don't know. Are any of you interested in the topic, if you like, of leadership or discussing? Tell me, I've got one final question. When did you first become a leader? Yeah, I've been asking some people this question. When did you first become a leader? That was from Cork with Love Adventure, sponsored by Nobody. This is your host, Paul Omani, saying I hope it was worth your while listening. Bye for now.